Amanda Dixon is the longtime host of Utah's Morning News. You can hear more of her each weekday morning between 5 and 9 here on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to A Woman's View here on KSL News Radio. Such a pleasure to have Ashley Thorne with me, marriage and family therapist with Four Points Family Therapy. Janetta Williams is here, the president of the Salt Lake branch of the NAACP and NAACP Tri State Conference. And Kristen Sokol is with me, professional relationship and dating coach. May I continue with this topic? We were talking about the, I think his name was Crumbly, Ethan, Ethan Crumbly, yes. the teenager, Kristen, that we were talking about before who asked for help from his parents, didn't get the help, whose father bought him a gun, who the school was nervous because he drew pictures of a gun and and said threatening things. The school asked the parents to come and take him home. They refused. And then he killed uh, Mm -hmm. several of his classmates. And the mother was just found guilty in her role as someone guilty of manslaughter. And I'm sure if she was found guilty, the father likely will be too. But what did you think, Kristen, when you saw that? You know, ooh la la, is this a a, a cautionary tale or what, right? Not only did did they drop the ball on noticing signs and symptoms that their son needed some help, right? But they also dropped the ball on securing their weapons, right? If we're going to have weapons, great. There's responsible gun ownership and there's irresponsible gun ownership. And it was across the board, you know, red flags everywhere. We cannot have um, minors with undeveloped brains, right? Because simply they're not old enough, have unrestricted, unfettered access to weapons. And if if that happened, there there does bear a responsibility on the responsible party weapon owners. And, and for all all of us everywhere, we need to be more vigilant and more active about ensuring that we have proper procedures if we're going to um, have the responsibility of having a deadly weapon, right? And so I, I think moving forward to solve this problem of you know school shootings in our country, um, this is probably the best thing that could have happened, right? Because I think it's a real wake up call to parents everywhere to who have seen the videos of of the aftermath and and um, Mrs. Crumbly in the in the police station and in the back of the police car and, and hearing her commentary and thinking, gosh, that could be any of us, right? Mm-hmm. She had no clue. She was not expecting this in the least, but she could have been, right? And that and that begs the question of what can I do? What more can I do? How can I how can I ensure that this doesn't happen on my watch with my family? Yes. Yes, Ashley, speak to this because I think I think you know, did this family not know where to go? Did they? Why did they drop the ball so much when this kid is asking for help? I think that this happens a lot in families, and it may not be a kid who's threatening violence, but a kid who's anxious or ha- or a kid who's feeling depressed. Or kid, you know, there's like a million obviously issues or challenges you can have. I think it's really common for people to minimize situations. Anything that feels potentially scary or out of our wheelhouse or difficult, it's very common for people to minimize that because the idea of going to therapy, of getting help like that, it can feel very daunting. Um, I get that feedback all the time. It's expen- It can be expensive. It can be an insurance hassle. Maybe they don't know where to go. I mean, I have people calling me all the time. Ashley, who's good? Where should I go? What should I, you know? And even though there are tons of therapists out there, there are tons of great 
opportunities out there. For whatever reason, it is kind of difficult to figure out where those are, what those are. And it just, I think, can feel like an overwhelming thing to people. And so then they'd like, they go into that, well, I'm sure it's not that bad. That's not going to happen in our family. Oh, it'll be fine. And so we start to minimize and not take things very seriously, or we feel like, oh, that, that seems like a very dramatic response. I mean, I had a client um, fairly recently talking about a guy she had dated, and he's been starting to have kind of stalkerish behaviors and some scary behaviors. And it's not been anything major. He didn't hold her at gunpoint. He didn't, you know, like, but the, some of the signs are there. And so we talked about, I'm like, you need a restraining order. And, you know, her immediate response, I think her family's it's like, well, but I dated this guy. I know he's just hurt that we're not together. I don't like that's kind of the place we want to go to, especially when we like know someone. We don't like to think anyone is capable, especially not our son, that he'd be capable of, of you know, shooting his fellow students. And so we we minimize too much. I think we need to somehow as a society err on the side of caution and go, Okay, so I get a, you know, like in this case, so I get a restraining order and maybe nothing ha and nothing else happens. Great. That's what we want. But we certainly don't want to not take steps and not get help and not take precautions and then have something bad happen. Like you're never going to regret taking some of those extra measures, but you might regret not taking them. Yes. You know, Janetta, what I kept thinking is I, I, you know, we as parents, we need to just go to our teenagers' rooms and sit down on the bed and hang out with them in their room. I remember even back to the Columbine, you know, case where the mother of the one boy who was one of the attackers in that case, he had guns and ammunition and stuff in his room, and, and she just had not spent a lot of time in that room. She wanted to give him his privacy. I, I see that. But I think we just need to get in that room and plop on the bed and say, what's going on? And, and get in their world a little more. What, what does it say to you, Janetta? Oh, well, I, I agree as well, because one of the things that was so surprising of this mother that was just convicted was that they asked her if she would have done anything different. And she said no. Knowing all the things that she knows, after four kids were killed, she said no. And I, How can that be? I was speechless. You know, instead of her saying, and I think that's one of the reasons, too, that they found her guilty because she had the authority. She was the parent, the older figure. She had the authority to try to help do something, to lock up those guns. And or not, not buy them in the first place. And not buy them in the first place. And why would you give a kid a gun when you know that he has these type of issues going on? And, and then she said, well, it was up to the husband to, to lock him up. Well, it's not just up to the husband. It's up to her as well. So it's up yes. to both. So I think it's more accountability. And with this particular case, I think you'll see more parents uh, taking accountability and to be able to, to reach out. Because if they can't find a therapist, they can at least find a, a teacher or someone to say, you know, I'm looking for some help yes. to reach to. Such good, such good comments. Thank you all three. Uh, when we come back, we'll have a little fun. This is Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll talk about it. And also a Valentine's Day coming up next week. More just ahead on KSL. <laughs> 